thinking back to uh, the years they were born, 2003 and 2005. And I was looking up a few things that, were, that had happened. I was alive, but I don't remember much. Um, sometime during that time, Hurricane Katrina made landfall along the Gulf Coast. Uh, George Bush had defeated John Kerry to gain his second term. The cost of stamps, 37 cents. Uh, the retail price for a gallon of gas averaged $1.83. Where did that go? Uh, Facebook was launched from a Harvard dorm room only to college students. Uh, Ronald Reagan uh, the 40th president had died, and this is for Thomas. The last Oldsmobile came off the assembly line in Lansing. Um, not that you wanted an Oldsmobile, but it was a car fact, so I thought you might enjoy that. And then the minimum wage was $5.15. Um, man, we've gone a long way, but I was thinking also, I was 12, 13, 14 years of age. I, don't, I couldn't put a pinpoint uh, to a certain uh, year, but sometime in my teenage years, I surrendered to full-time service. What is that to say? Hey, listen, uh, you don't know who's coming behind you to where you may influence uh, someone else. You say the average lifespan is 76 years in the U.S., 76 years. And seniors, if that is the case, you've already lived a quarter of your life. You've already lived a quarter of your life and you've heard uh, your parents and you've heard those that love you and those that care for you uh, express their, hey, do this and don't do that. Now it's time to put into practice that which you've been taught, that which you've learned. Here in Deuteronomy chapter 30, Moses is nearing the end of his life. Why is it when we get to the end of our life is when we have, when we want to say what we should have said a long time ago? Why is it when we get to the end of our life, we want to do what we should have done? And here Moses is, knows the end is near. And he's telling the children of Israel as they uh, near the promised land, he's giving them some things to do. And we read it, the title of my message and listen, uh, I understand this is uh, for the seniors, but it's for every one of us. And he says in verse 19, he says, therefore, choose life. He's begging, he's pleading with these Israelites, listen, choose life. You've got a long way ahead of you, and if you choose life, there's benefits I want you to notice, number one, Moses' personal choice. He's giving his heart. He's, giving, he's begging to the children of Israel, hey, listen, I've got some things that you need to do before you move on or before you get to the promised land. Moses, why is Moses begging them? Because he knows how they have a difficult time in making the right decision. Go back with me to uh, Exodus chapter uh, 31. Moses knows, hey, listen, they don't always, uh, they have a difficult time in making the right decision. Therefore, I'm going to remind them and remind them. Go back to Exodus chapter uh, 31. Exodus chapter 31. 
Look at verse uh, 18. And then I'll read into uh, verse 32 a little bit. Um, Verse 18, And he gave unto Moses, when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tablets of testimony, tables of stone, written with the finger of God. God had given uh, Moses uh, uh, some rules, some commandments, and he had written them down on a table of stone. He had given it to him. Look at verse 32. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up! Make us gods, which we should go before us, for as this Moses, uh, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what is become of him. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings, which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. In verse 3, And all the people break off the golden earrings, which were in their ears, and he brought them unto Aaron, and he received them at, at their hand, and fashioned it. With a graving tool, after he had made a molten calf, and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And Aaron saw it, and he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose to play. Hey, Moses realized from the past they had made some failed mistakes. They had made some wrong decisions. And so listen to me. So he's begging with them. Parents, don't we do that with our kids sometimes? Stop touching the hot stove. You're going to do it again. So I've got to repeat over and over. And Moses here at the end of his life begging the children of Israel. Hey, listen, stop. This is what you ought to do. Choose life. And he realizes, he begs, he tells them. Why? Because they made some decisions, poor decisions. Go ahead forward to Numbers. Numbers chapter 13. Guess what? The Israelites, if we know anything about the Israelites, they're constantly making bad decisions. Doesn't it remind us of ourselves? We're constantly making bad decisions. Numbers, Numbers chapter, uh, I'm sorry, what did I say? Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13, I'll read uh, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that thou mayst search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. Uh, go down to verse 17. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan. We know the story. They, they spy out the land of Canaan and uh, uh, 12 men and 10 comes back with a bad report and 2 comes back with a good report. Look at verse, uh, verse uh, 20. Look at verse uh, 26. And, uh, and they went unto Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel into the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh and brought back word unto them, unto all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. We know uh, 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 Joshua and Caleb brought back a good report, and the other ten brought back a bad report. And guess who they listened to? We know they listened to the other ten. And Moses begs with them. Why? Because the decisions they made in the past. Why do, we, why do our parents keep telling us about things that make sure we do this? Probably because in the past we made, and Moses here makes a personal choice. Uh, hey, listen, don't do this. This is what I'm going to tell you to do. He makes a personal choice. Uh, look, uh, but look at what he says about that back in uh, Deuteronomy. 
He says, for this commandment which I command to you this day is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. Uh, he, he goes on to say, hey, listen, it's not hard for you to find what God says to do. You don't have to send someone up to heaven and to bring them back for you to figure out what God says. You don't have to send them across the sea uh, and someone comes back to figure out what God says. No, God had given them command. As a matter of fact, he says, it's in your heart and it's in your mouth. You, the children of Israel knew what to do. It was already ingrained. They knew the law. They knew what they were supposed to do. And he begs them to choose right. Not only do we see Moses' personal choice, but we see that Moses gives them two practical choices. Look at verse 15. See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil. Those were two choices. If I could simplify it for you to, today, hey, the best choice or the worst choice? Life and good or death and evil? Those are the two choices. Guess what? Sometimes we like to do this. There's two choices. We have the best choice, God's way. We have the worst way. And then we say, my way. Guess what? We have a third, and God says, no, there's no third choice. It's either best or it's worse. And we say, we, we, we're somewhere in the middle, and guess what we do? We look back at the bad, and we say, well, it's not bad. And we never turn to look there and say, well, it's not good either. And Moses gives them two choices, God's way or the wrong way. And he tells them, hey, this is what you're going to have to choose. Two choices, life and good. But keep reading and we'll see the preferred. Notice right off the bat, he gives the preferred choice. Verse 16, in that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways to, and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgment, that thou mayest live and multiply, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither, uh, whither thou goest to possess it. They're about to get to the promised land, and Moses gives them the preferred choice right off the bat. You want to hear the good it's right here. Why don't you take, listen to this and, and go this way? He gives them the preferred choice first. But notice the order of the words he says. He says, and that I command thee this day to what? Number one, to love the Lord thy God. Hey, that means you've got to dig deep to love someone. That means you're going to do something for them. Love, we know love is an action word. Not just we just say it. I don't just say this to my wife. I love you, but I do things for her. He says, love the Lord. Because if you can love the Lord thy God, guess what? You'll do the rest of the ver what the verse says. It says, uh, in that, uh, uh, this day to love the Lord thy God, and then after you love the Lord thy God, guess what you'll do? You'll walk in his ways. You'll uh, do his judgment. You'll keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments after you love, and then you walk, and then you'll do. And then he gives us a promise that thou mayest live and multiply, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. Listen, he's telling, at the end of his life, he says, hey, listen, trust me. Love the Lord thy God. Do what he tells you to do. Obey what he's, walk in his ways, and then. And if the children of Israel, listen, we know, the, we know what happens, but if the children of Israel just did that, 
You know how much less problems they would have to deal with? You know how many battles they probably wouldn't have to uh, get into? You know how many battles they could have won? You know how many people wouldn't have died if they would simply love and they would walk and keep his ways? But then we notice verse 17 and 18, we see the problematic choice. The problematic, but, that good conjunction, but. But if thine heart turn away so that thou wilt not hear, but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land whither thou passest over Jordan to go to possess it. But I want you to know also the order there. He says, but if thy heart. But if thine heart, we talked about it in Sunday school, the heart's that inner being that only you know about. And I told the teenagers this morning, listen, I may not know your whole heart, but what you say and what you do reveals a little bit of your heart. But he says, uh, it, but if, if thine heart turn away, listen, when your heart turns, guess what? Look at the next uh, part of that verse, so that you will not hear. Listen, if your heart's not in it, you'll come to church and you won't listen. And you won't care about it because your heart's not in it. If thy heart turn away so that they will not hear, guess what? Sorry, I lost my, I lost my spot. Um, uh, but shalt be drawn away, guess what? When your heart's not in it, you don't want to hear it. It's because something's got your attention. And then you'll begin to worship other gods. And you'll serve them. Here, uh, Moses is getting to the heart. And he's telling them, hey, if your heart's gone, the rest of it's gone. Listen, listen, seniors, you've got a whole life ahead of you. You've got a, 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 man, the promised land is ahead of you. What do you, Moses begs at the end of his life, and listen, listen, uh, I don't know what I would tell my kids if I'm laying on my deathbed, but I'd pour out my heart. He's begging them. He's begging them, choose life. We saw uh, Moses' personal choice to to, uh, give that information out, but we see the practical choices, just two, not three. The right way, the best way, or the wrong way. And then we see the preferred choice right off the bat. Moses says, hey, listen, this is what you want to do. This is where you want to go with your life. And then he shows us the problematic choice, but we'll see the present choice choice. Look at verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Here's the present choice. Therefore, choose life. Choose life. Children of Israel, choose life. I'm, I wish I could go with you. I can't go with you. But hey, as you move forward, choose life. Graduates, choose life. You've got a long road ahead of you, Lord willing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Moses is, is begging to the whole children of Israel. And he wants them to survive. He wants them to make it as long as they can because he knows the choices they made in the past. Listen, did you know choosing death requires nothing? 
When we do what we have always done, we'll be what we've always been. Choose life. We've got to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with every part of our human being to choose life. I've got an illustration and then I'll close. In the summer of 18, or 1986, two ships collided in the Black Sea off the coast of Russia. Hundreds of passengers died as they were hurled into the icy waters below. News of the disaster was further darkened when an investigation revealed the cause of the accident. It wasn't a technological problem like radar malfunction or even thick fog. The cause was human stubbornness. Each captain was aware of the other ships present nearby. Both could have steered clear, but according to news report, neither captain wanted to give way to the other. Each was too proud to yield first, and by the time they came to their senses, it was too late. It was too late. They couldn't, and you've got a long road. Guess what? A lot of people, when they get to the end of their life, they realize, man, I wish I would have. And then we realize, man, it's too late. I can't do what I could do. You could ask your parents, graduates, hey, is there anything you wish you could have done? They might have a list for you. And they would beg with me, with a lot of folks here today, and say, hey, listen, choose life. Just like these two seniors who I believe have trusted Christ as their personal Savior will be faced with many decisions. Listen, each one of us are faced with a decision. And you know, Moses gave two uh, uh, choices, two practical choices. Hey, uh, uh, good and uh, uh, life and good and death and evil. Listen, today everyone's faced with two choices. What is that choice that's heaven or hell? And listen, and many of pastors have begged with you and have begged with you, hey, choose life, choose heaven, accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and some aren't here today. Some may be in hell. Man, it's too late. I had a, a, a friend in college who was working security, or he was working at Chick-fil-A, and uh, there was a security guard. And he was, um, the Holy Spirit had been uh, uh, prompting him to uh, share the gospel with this uh, security guard. A few days passed by, he showed up, should have given him the gospel one day. Next day he showed up, security guard was dead. It was too late. Too late. Choose life. I could spend the rest of the day begging you to choose life. And your parents could do the same and your friends. And listen, no doubt people that poured into your life uh, could beg you to choose life, but it's up to you. But see, we're, we're faced with two uh, uh, choices uh, uh, as, uh, as sinners, heaven or hell. Listen, um, 
Heaven isn't some fantasy, as Arnold Schwarzenegger says. It's an actual place. And how do you choose life when it comes to eternity? You've got to realize you're a sinner. Listen, you've, the simplest way to put it, have you broken God's law? You know, if we're honest, we have. But we have to realize there's a penalty. Listen, there is a penalty for the children of Israel uh, for not obeying, not doing what they were supposed to do. God punished them in several ways, but if because we sin, there is a penalty. We deserve to spend eternity in that place called hell. But thankfully, someone else showed up to the courtroom while I was standing there. Someone else said, hey, listen, listen, I'll take that payment. I'll spend eternity. I'll die on a cross for you so you don't have to. You know, isn't it foolish that we would that we'd say, no, you know what? Don't do that. I'll make the payment. I'll do it myself. But yet many people will spend eternity in hell because they didn't want someone else to do it. Realize that, hey, Jesus died on the cross, paid that penalty for our sins so that what we could spend eternity in a place called heaven. And listen, this word begs of us to what? Choose life. Not just here down on earth, but spiritually speaking, we're to choose life, we're to choose heaven, we're to choose eternity. Seniors, I know that wasn't profound, you may say, but I hope you're reminded with every decision that you make, hey, choose life. Choose life. Choose life. I know I'm talking to the seniors, but that's the case for me. That's the case for each one of us. Choose life. Let's pray.